0: Hey, my busy boss ladies. Hey, my busy boss ladies. Hey, ladies. How y'all feeling? Yes, I'm feeling good, too. I am. I'm having a a wonderful day. And uh, I was thinking about y'all. I know that the last episode was a little deep. I don't know if you guys thought I was going to go that deep, but it's necessary. And we're talking about the, uh, the whole well-being of ourselves. And so first we had to talk about the mental place, individually checking in with ourselves. And then once you do that internal check, then you can push it outward and see how it affects different areas of your life. Uh, last episode, I, I talked to you and I opened up about my relationship, about, about my marriage and how it was not perfect and how it is not perfect, but yet we are still married and we are very much still in love. Um, so piggybacking off of that, I want to kind of indulge in the realness of for better or for worse When you take apart your vows and um, you actually really, really, really key in on some of the important words, uh, the words that stick out to me the most is for better or for worse. Uh, I think when we talk about for better or for worse, we think about, you know, of course, like I mentioned in the last episode, the cheating. We talk about Of course, rape or killing or, you know, all of those very big and dramatic things. But what about the small areas that are in life? When you say for better or for worse, you're actually standing before God and you're signing a contract. You're making a promise with all of the small print not exposed to you. But that is what marriage is. You're making a blind promise, signing a blind contract because you have faith in the love that you share with that individual that you're standing with before God that no matter what, I want to be married to this person. And if you did not want to make that promise, you would not have gone so far as to stand before God, your pastor, your judge, have a witness standing right next to you to you know, embark on this journey with you. So, as my therapist would say, let's unpack that. <laughs> let's unpack for better or for worse. Now, you made a vow not knowing how good your better would be and not knowing how crazy bad your worst would be but you made a promise. Now, what if your worst was your spouse would never be able to keep a job? He would never be able to keep a job. That's your worst. Some would say, if that's my worst, I okay, I'll deal with it. Others would say, hell no. If he can't keep a job, that means he can't take care of me. That means I'm going to have to work all the time. And then that's going to... Look at that. Look at it. Look how easy easy you just turned your nose up. Your whole attitude changed, your posture and everything. But what if that's his worst? What if that's your worst? Now, we're going to go back and see, this is the reason why I couldn't post the last episode prior to... It's your process for a reason because you have to understand the basis of process and individuals processes and how everything works and operates. And when you can understand the foundation of a thing, then you can break off into segments and parts and then you learn For better or for worse. Understanding everyone's process. Understanding that you've made a promise. So. Your worst could be. You get sick. Not. Sick with a cough or a cold. You get terminally sick and for women for us we think everything might happen to the guy but what if it actually happens to us what if it happens to the woman what if because he vowed to love you for better for worse and you get sick you can't work you begin to have a drug addiction or you actually start to have an affair What if you can't produce? What if you don't wanna cook? What if you don't aren't, you're not a good mom? What if you can't have children? What if you end up in jail? What if you accidentally kill someone and he has to ride that, that ride with you going to court and getting lawyers? What if these bad things that we always deem men to be a part of, what if the tables turned? And what if you actually provided the worst in the relationship? Mm. I don't really think we think about it like that. Not too often. Because we think We are the ones that's bringing the love to the table. But what if that's not the case? What if because you haven't taken acknowledgement of your process, you are the one that's hurting the marriage? You're the one that's being unreasonable. You're the one that's not easy to love. You're the one that does not know how to love yourself. Understanding the process. We're tying all of this in together. Doing your check-ins with yourself. Knowing who you are. And making sure that you're not putting on someone else what is actually in you. For better or for worse. I think if more people understood the promises that you were making the day of your wedding. Divorce rates would decrease because you would remember. When two people get married, it is two individuals that lived two separate lives before they met each other. Two individuals that went through different traumatic experiences on various levels and then decided to get married Not really understanding the person that you were marrying. When you look at it like that, it makes you step back and say, dang, I never thought about it like that. Or I was so selfish, I didn't want to look at it like that. My feelings was hurt. I didn't give a crap about what he was going through. How so? And if that is the case, why? Don't you want someone to understand how you feel, even when you're wrong? Don't you want somebody to forgive you even when you've made a mistake? Or are you so perfect that you don't make mistakes? Oh, but I do make mistakes, but I didn't make it. Oh, let's, let's pause. Let's look at this thing. Because we're two individuals, And we're on two separate processing levels. The only thing at the end of the day is that you can guarantee is that I love you and you love me. You know? Husband loves the wife and the wife loves the husband. So if those things are concrete, all of the other things surrounded by it can be worked out, correct? Because you're understanding and the wife's job is to understand. We are nurturers. The husband. But the husband's supposed to provide. Okay. And he will provide. But in the meantime, until your husband gets to that level, are you willing to step up? Because we're a team. Come on now. Now, we always like to throw out that word team, 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 team. We're a team. We're a team. You're supposed to and you're supposed to. But let's say that 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 coin, it goes all the way around. Let's flip it. Because that's why a lot of men stray. That's why a lot of men don't want to be committed to a relationship. Because it's not 50-50. It's not 100%, 100%. In a marriage, there cannot be not one person that is selfish. You cannot be selfish. Selfishness does not abide in a marriage. Selflessness. Unconditional love, understanding, communication, all of these things that we throw at our husbands. But when they want to throw it back, we say, "Uh uh-uh, because, uh uh-uh, because, nope, uh uh-uh, I don't want to hear it. Nope, because. The Bible says the woman sanctifies the man. I don't know if you guys wanted to hear that, but it's true. And the way that our mothers and our mother's mothers operated in marriages, that was their way of operating in their marriage. How will you operate in your marriage? Because it's your marriage. There is no rule book on the marriage between you and your husband. You and your spouse. You guys actually make the rules as you go through life. You cannot base what goes on in your marriage, in your relationship, off of anybody else's. What works for you works for you. And it might not work for everybody else. People might, you know what, after I let you guys know that my husband cheated twice in our marriage, y'all probably just decided to walk away from us in in, in the whole totality. Y'all don't want to support that. And that's okay. I understand. But behind your closed door, sweetheart, what's going on over there? What are you allowing? Or are you now thinking about that relationship you let walk away and say, well, I guess I could have done this differently. I guess I didn't realize he was hurting. And I don't know how I would be in his shoes if I was faced with those things he was faced with. Just because he's a man does not make him superman. Just because he's a man and you say, well, I want you to be emotional. Well, if he start crying, would you look at him differently? Is he a punk now? Is he a sissy? Is he a bitch? Because now you get to see that he is not as strong as you wanted him to be. But if he was that strong, where would there be space for you? Come on now. Now we either going to shit or get off the pot. I, we can't be the problem and the solution at the same time. Shout out to my mom for always giving me words of wisdom and always dropping jewels for me. You can't be the problem and the solution at the same time. What do you want your husband to be? And if he wants to be that, you have to allow him to be that. Allow him to go through his process. I don't think, you know, my husband said to me, he was honest enough to say he didn't grow up saying he wanted to be an amazing husband. Because that's not what he lacked. He didn't lack a husband in his life. He lacked a father. Like most men, when they grow up, they want to be a great father. But no one takes the time to teach them how to be a great husband. They learn that on the fly also with facing all of the other stresses that they have to experience through life. Can we be understanding, ladies? Can we be a little bit more loving? Could we be more forgiving? Could we be more calm? Could we yell less? And fuss less. Hug more. They say you teach people how you want to be treated. You show them. And just because you show it today and tomorrow does not mean that you are allowed to get frustrated. But if you are frustrated and you decide to walk away, Know that in your next situation, the problem will arise again. Because the problem wasn't with the person. The problem was with you receiving. With you refusing to understand who that person was. And what process they were going through. It's all about process. It's all about stages in people's lives. Just because two people decide to get married does not make them instantly joined at the hip and they are one. It's a process. And you really have to ask yourself, are you willing to be on that journey and in that process with them? Because right now you're in a fairy tale world. Oh, if I tell him that he's supposed to do this and he's supposed to do it in the moment he doesn't do it, then uh, he doesn't love me or he's not the one for me. He's not the one, but there ain't nobody the one. Write a list today. Your pros and cons of your spouse, of the person that you're with, your partner. And you know what? This doesn't even have to fit for a relationship. Uh, with, with a, the the your significant other this could be in a family this could be a friendship this could be a coworker, a boss this, these rules and concepts apply to more than just relationship in a marriage or a boyfriend or girlfriend this is the basics of relationships in general and if people could understand this your life would be so much better You could actually tap into that pure happiness that you want so bad. But the work begins in you. In understanding. For better or for worse. It's more than just the part in your vows it's a concept it's a way of thinking it's a promise so be mindful be open be understanding and allow love to work allow love to do what love does it sounds extremely cliché, but love does conquer all. When you allow love to be love and you and you not try to alter it or put limits on it, when you allow love to authentically be love, it does conquer all. And your outlook on what the response or what the outcome should be will change drastically. I was so blessed to have this awakening um, because it made me change so much about myself. And I'm not to say like, I don't want you guys to think that I am saying all of this because I want the woman to bow down. No, this is not just geared. I'm talking to my busy boss lady, but for my male audience, for the older audience, this is across the board because if the shoe doesn't fit you but think about it for someone else and I'm pretty sure the shoe does fit you because everybody goes through this in different areas of their life so there's no reason why you should have a closed mind listening to this again another jewel my mother used to tell me is eat the meat spit out the bones What I'm gonna say to you eat the meat and spit out the bones take what applies to you and give away what doesn't I'm so excited to be able to share my point of views and my learned lessons and just my way of thinking with you guys and I really hope that it blesses someone remember take a moment to live in that moment every second of every day you'll be happier I promise until next time this has been your girl Donnie Love peace